You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about global careers. We're going to talk about how the opportunities for you to work anywhere in the world um, are really easier and easier every year. And we have an expert to help us with. So today's episode guest is Mike Swigunski. And man, Mike, I've been practicing this with you, but how close was I on that? You did great, man. That was perfect. Perfect pronunciation. <laughs> Oh, man. Awesome. Well, Mike, man, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's growing great, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to, to talk to you and to talk about global careers and remote working. I love it, man. I love it. Where are you in the world right now? <laughs> so I'm actually based overseas in Tbilisi, Georgia. It's a very small country of around 4 million people, uh, right next to Turkey, Azerbaijan, uh, Armenia, and Russia. And before... Georgia, where were you located? Uh, before I was uh, based in Medellin, Colombia for about two and a half years. But every time I've been based somewhere, it's usually around eight to nine months living in that city, the rest of the time traveling and kind of always having some sort of nomadic hub, I guess. And, and that's, that's really, really cool because I, you know, I kind of like aspire to be like you in one way, right? Like I want to be able to be anywhere in the world, run my businesses and do that. But here's a misconception before reading your book and really kind of learning a little bit about this. I thought you had to be an entrepreneur to go into this world, but that's not necessarily the case. Can you tell me a little bit more about the opportunities that you have if you working for a big company or not even a big company, working for a company and still being having the opportunity to be abroad? Right. I mean, now more than ever with the pandemic, there's so many opportunities for people to work remotely because everyone's been forced into a trial run of remote working. So they've really seen the benefits of from both sides as an employer, as an employee. And that's opened up so many more possibilities. But, you know, I, I got started remote working five or six years ago, and the trend was always going towards becoming more remote jobs that are a little bit more flexible. And with the pandemic, it just fast forward things like 10 years ahead of time. So it's really just propelled everything faster in the direction that we were already heading. But it's kind of given people, I like to use the analogy that it's like a forced trial of Netflix, but when Netflix doesn't have all the features because we're working with the pandemic, you're under a lot of extra stress you don't have the infrastructure that you would normally have with a you know normal remote company. So there's a lot of other factors that I think some people are just like, they, they enjoy remote work, but they can't go outside. They can't go to restaurants. So there's just all these other factors that you're not remote working under the, the normal circumstances. So, uh, but regardless, people are still going to love it and continue with it uh, into the future. Yeah. Like for, 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 for me, like it's, 
I've always, so I, my first six year after graduation, I worked in corporate America and that was not remote work. And even that role right now, as it stands, being more in the sales as a, as a, as a manager, as a field manager um, and managing the sales team, that's one of those, like that's the type of the job that it's at this current moment cannot be uh, done remote, but my wife works in, in for a bank and she used to work two days in, at home and then three days in the office. And because of COVID, she's been working in the office for over a year now. And there's some security issues that she can't just work out at a random Starbucks like me and you can, but still she now has the ability to work from home. So like, I'm like asking her, I'm like, Hey, like, can you ask if you can like work from Columbia for two, two weeks or a month? And, and it's super interesting how more, more and more companies are adjusting and allowing them to work remotely. And I think it makes sense. It opens up your whole uh, talent pipeline to not just say, Hey, I have to hire from Orlando, Florida. You can actually hire from anywhere, but uh, what are the type of jobs that you see that are like a good way for students or recent grads to go after if they're interested in pursuing some global career? Yeah, I would say some of the jobs that I always recommend is uh, copywriting. That's going to be essentially selling people with your words or with your writing. Uh, it's a skill that's kind of easy to get started, but hard to master. My background's in digital marketing, which I think is the most exciting because there's so many different paths. You can go down to, you can go down to content creation, creating blog posts, YouTube videos. You can also go down into paid traffic. So running ads on Facebook, Google, Reddit, any other type of platforms. So I would say digital marketing is my kind of wheelhouse, but there's, it really depends on the person. I think finding out kind of what they liked, what courses they enjoyed in college, maybe they had an internship and they really kind of enjoyed a per certain task of that internship. Um, kind of guiding them towards a career path that's going to pay them well, have a lot more opportunities for them to progress over time. And sales is another one of those jobs that uh, can be done remotely. You don't necessarily have to be in person. And there's, it's crazy, this company that I helped uh, kind of build from the ground up, we're selling hundreds of millions of dollars remotely, online businesses, brokering these online businesses from anywhere from $50,000 all the way up to $10 million, all virtual. So there's a whole sales team behind that. And, you know, it's still kind of a, the same skill sets that you require in an in-person sales position, but just done remotely through Zoom. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. What, what about um, for students that are live internationally and want to do business with more like the U.S. or the European Union and how can they still do remote work or like, what do you, what do you advise for them to get into this type of world? Yeah, I would say it depends what country they are. I've, I have worked with a lot of students from South America who are wanting to enter that U.S. workforce. And there's definitely a few more barriers. Again, having your, your English skills on point and, you know, really getting all the certificates and actually being able to have a conversation written and verbal is going to be open up so many do more doors for those types of people. Uh, the other option is time zones. Like if you're based in Europe and you're gonna be applying to jobs for a US company, it's going to be, there's gonna to need to be some overlap for most positions. And then if you're looking to just find a job in Europe, a lot of companies are going through the same sort of cycle as the US. The problem is it's a little bit harder to isolate those European jobs, uh, but they, they are out there. I, I'd say if you're based in the EU, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to work in other countries, but it's really going to come down to the languages most likely, unless it's a big international company where it's primarily uh, spoken in English. So 
I would say knowing English is going to be that universal language that's really going to open up people to remote working uh, if they are based in other countries. Mike, where, um, as a college student, where can you find these types of jobs and opportunities? Yeah, so I have two of my own remote job boards, and we focus primarily on non-technical remote jobs. Uh, the first one's globalcareer.io, and the second one is remotejobsnow.com. And I've got a whole list of curated ones that I can send over to you that are really good because a lot of people don't know about them, but they still get a lot of good volume of jobs. So it's a lot less competition than if you're applying on LinkedIn or if you're applying on monster.com or some other like really big job site like Indeed. So you, you're dealing, you just have less competitors that are applying for those jobs. If I'm a college student right now and I'm gonna have about a year and a half to two years until graduation and you know, traveling the world and being able to be anywhere in the world working is very appealing to me. What are some skills that I should be focusing on building right now that can help me stand out when I am looking for the job? Yeah, I would say the, the biggest skills for remote job is communication. So you really need to feel comfortable with written and verbal communication. That's gonna be so important because in the remote workforce, you kind of have to over communicate stuff. And just, I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that now when you don't have that in-person kind of contact, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's misinterpreted. Maybe you've typed a message or an email and your response is interpreted as upset, but you really didn't mean that. So a lot of stuff can, can, go, long, can go wrong. So I would say improving your communication skills is probably one of the most important factors. And I would say the other one is just kind of being uh, self-reliant, a self-starter, being able to focus on stuff because you really have to be a self-motivated person. And again, it's, it's one thing to say that you're a good communicator and it's another thing to say that you're self-motivated. But when you're, you're two years away from uh, graduating, you need to display how you're a good communicator, how you're self-motivated. And you have to do that on your resume and within you know, 10 to 15 seconds. So figuring out certain tasks or skills or internships, ways that you can demonstrate these achievements on your resume and during a job interview is going to really make your job a lot easier for finding remote work. You know, that's, a, that's such, such amazing points, Mike. Like it makes a lot of sense. And that actually just applies to pretty much everything that you, when any job you're applying for, it's not so much about saying you're doing this, but demonstrating that you actually have those skills or you have that, that drive to do so. Um, you talked about a lot about non-tech, but I would assume that there is even easier if you have technical for, for you, for a tech person to do jobs online, but what's your experience? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. There's, there is a misconception though, that when I was getting started the remote work, I was like, I can only do this if I'm a coder or developer. Uh, so there's a ton of opportunities for, people who have coding and development skills or any sort of technical skills, you're gonna have a really, a much easier time, but there's a, a really big surplus now of non-technical jobs that are able to be done remotely. And that's really been an influx over this past you know, year or so. So there's, it really doesn't matter. I think no matter what type of skill set you have, some industries are gonna be a lot easier to do remotely. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, even a person who is working at a bank, like your, your wife, she's able to work remotely. So these industries are going to adapt. Some are going to be slower and some are going to be faster to, to make it a reality. Yeah. What would be, so 
if like right now, let's, let's say if I'm a college student, and I'm like, man, like this sounds great. I just don't know if it's for me. I, I I've always wanted to travel, but I just can't see how this is possible. Like, what would you advise? What would you tell me? Yeah, I would say like, I mean, for me, I got started studying abroad. I sort of slow stepped my way. Uh, you know, first it was a month abroad, then it was three months, then it was six months. And, you know, after uh, a certain time period, I, I kind of realized that I absolutely loved it. So I would say if you're, if you're not interested in, try it out. Just go abroad for uh, two weeks, a month. Try uh, working or doing some freelancing stuff uh, if you can while you're overseas. And just, you know, if you don't have a job right now, work on building a website, publishing a blog post every week. Try to have some sort of activity while you're living overseas and make sure you can balance the two because having that work-life balance as a remote employee is, is super important to figure out because I think a lot of people uh, have this image of remote working where they'll be on the beach with a laptop. But again, you're still uh, an employee. You still have to be putting in uh, a good amount of effort into that role. And you might be able to pull it off for a week or two, but over a few months, they're going to realize if your, your work effort's not there, you're not delivering, you're not hitting those KPIs. Uh, so remote companies are smart. They're going to realize that you're not staying efficient and effective in your role. So what do you think are the biggest pros for following a remote work, whether it's whether you remote work in your own city or remote work if you go abroad? Yeah, so I've got some pros for, I think a lot of people, I'll break it down into two sides. So from the employer point of view, uh, there's just way less overhead. So you might be wondering why your employers are enjoying this. They don't have to pay for their office space. It'd be tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on office space. And that's a huge profit gain for them to have remote team. The other option we mentioned before was they can expand their hiring pool outside of just the local uh, city or state. They can expand it outside of there. Uh, from the employee's point of view, you're gonna cut down on the commute. You're going to have a lot more flexibility to really mold your life around uh, your job. So that way, if you wanna spend time with your family, have lunches at home, you're gonna also save money. So it's kind of a win-win because the company's saving money you're saving money and time, which is your most valuable asset. And at the end of the day, it's such a win-win because there's all these studies showing that remote working actually increases productivity and efficiency. And I've been in, I used to work for, uh, on a trading floor. I know how much work is, can be fit into a week and I know how much time is wasted. So I think when people are remote working, they're just being more efficient and effective at their job. And a lot of these studies are showing uh, because people are being able to work from a place they're more comfortable with, they're actually 30, 40% more effective at their job. So it's a win-win all around. Is there any cons on both sides on either side of it? Yeah, definitely. I, I do think there is cons. I would say probably the biggest con on the employee side is having that work-life balance. I think a lot of people think it's gonna to go to the other direction where they're gonna be super relaxed. They're not gonna be working as much. But a lot of times those Friday nights turn into Saturdays, those Saturdays turn into Sundays and you end up just kind of working all the time. You, you don't have that clear divide. So your headspace, your, your headspace isn't as clear because you can't leave everything at the office. So 
you know, being able to work from your bed or your couch, it's just, everything's kind of overlapping into one and you don't have that clear division. So that's the biggest con I would say for most remote workers. And from what I've seen personally, and, you know, from surveys and studies, uh, from the employee side or from the employer side, I would say the biggest con is probably just, I would guess probably just, uh, figuring out the infrastructure. So a lot of these new companies are really struggling with how to, you know, set the, the right expectations, how to build the culture with remote employees, how to make sure that there's still some interaction because I'm hundred percent for remote working, but I still think you can't replace that in-person contact. So I think a lot of remote companies and companies that are going to stay remote are going to have to have in-person events. Maybe, you know, once a month, you're meeting with your team in the office just to kind of have that in-person contact. And I think, you know, some employers are kind of struggling with, with all of those things right now. Yeah, that, that's really, really, really great advice. And uh, Mike, like, I know that you've, you've built your whole career on, on global careers and you have a lot going on. Can you tell us a little bit more about like what, what you do and, and kind of a little bit about your story? Yeah, I mean, uh, my story goes all the way back to college if, if we have enough time. So, yeah, so I, I studied abroad in Bergamo, Italy, my sophomore year. And as soon as I was overseas, I was just, I was like in love. I was like, I love traveling. I love being in another country. We were studying with half Americans, half Italian classes, learning international business. And I just kind of caught the travel bug and just really enjoyed the life over in Europe and uh, wanted to continue doing this. So while I was over in Italy, I organized a few trips. I organized a few events with people and the student managers that were running the program kind of noticed this and they suggested that I apply for the program. So once I got back to the States, I immediately applied and was selected to uh, essentially be the student manager for the Prague study abroad program, which is a really full, uh, a full jo full-time job almost because you're doing the marketing for the study abroad program. You're doing the sales. You're actually teaching a course through the university of Missouri. And then you're taking the students over to Prague and assisting with the professors there, um, with all events. So it was kind of this year long project that it was a two year commitment, but it was actually, you know, one of these jobs was kind of like a internship or, or job experience during my university. And it was one of these things that I just absolutely loved. I enjoyed it more than my classes. I was just really couldn't stop talking about study abroad and getting people to kind of out of their comfort zones and going to another country was something that was really exciting for me. So after I'd kind of done this for two years, I was graduating and I was interviewing for corporate jobs but I had this last group of students to take over to Prague and I decided to just put all the corporate stuff on hold. I realized that I could always come back to that. And so I just booked a one-way ticket over to Europe. And because I'd built such a good relationship with the university over in Prague, that was the first place I kind of started looking for a job. And I would say anybody listening to this networking and building relationships you need to start doing that early on. I, it would have been two years of building this relationship before I was like, hey, I'm looking for a job in Europe. Is there any sort of openings or anything that I could apply for? And they, they had an opening for a financial economics professor. 
And because I had two years of teaching experience, my undergraduate was finance. I applied and was uh, able to get the job working and teaching at this university in Prague. And that was kind of the light bulb moment for me was I you know, went over to Europe, essentially found a job within a month of looking for it. And that was my proof of concept. And I was like, okay, I can continue doing this. I can further my career while still traveling, while living overseas, doing what I love without having to put things on hold. And I think that's probably the biggest kind of thing that I learned is most people want to travel. They just want to, you know, stop. They want to travel for a year, take off their, from their life. But I realized that I could do both. I could continue getting work experience while still traveling around the world. And so after I, I did that, I, I continued working overseas locally and uh, for tech startups, I moved to Australia and New Zealand. And when I moved to New Zealand, the role that I was hired for was a remote job. And that's kind of how I got my foot into remote working. And once I say remote working is a one-way street because once you've done it, it's really hard to go back into an office setting. And essentially uh, from that moment on, I started remote working and then building my own websites, my own companies. And then about two years ago, writing my, my best-selling book, uh, Global Career. So it's been, a, it's been quite a journey and it's been around 10 years of doing this, essentially full-time living overseas and traveling where I only spent around two weeks out of the year in the United States. Wow, that's that's super cool, Mike. Uh, I think your story is amazing. I think your book's amazing. Thank you so much for sending me a copy. I was able to read it before we 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 talk, and I highly recommend if you have any interest in pursuing a global career, remote uh, remote work, I would highly re- suggest to read the book. I'll put a link so that you can buy this book on Amazon um, on the show notes. So definitely check it out, Mike. Uh, what are the best ways if students want to learn more about you, what you do, and and the products and services that you serve? for them to contact you? Yeah, so I would say the best way is to go to globalcareerbook.com and just get in touch with me. You can find everything. You can, you can grab a copy of the book. You can find out about all of our services. We help people with travel hacking. So using credit cards and, and tricks to kind of travel for a lot cheaper. Uh, we also offer a career advancement service. So if you're looking for a remote job, uh, we, we have a service that'll help you from everything from revamping your resume Uh, to mock interviews and everything in between. And yeah, I'd say you can send me an email at mike at globalcareerbook.com or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, just search Mike Swigunski. And I try to respond to all the DMs that are, you know, if you just say you listen to the show, I'll I'll make sure to respond to you. Perfect, Mike. Thank you so much. Uh, This has been an amazing show and thanks everybody for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.